Brian? Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, sweet. All right, good. All right. Is this officially recording? It's recording. Yeah, it's recording as soon as we do this. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're good now. You going to edit this out or, or just let it run? Just let it run. We'll see. I mean. Might as well, man. Yeah. All right. So this is the first time we've talked in a while on a two cents. We've kept in touch outside of it, but first yeah. podcast we've done in like a few months, I feel like, right? It feels good to to finally be back to it, man. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it is nice. I'm excited just to have a little more free time to do this and stuff while you're working. You don't have to worry about classes on weekend and then Absolutely. I don't start until end of July. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we're going to talk about um, LeBron and Jordan debate, right? And then we're going to talk about a little bit right. the Browns and the NFL draft and try to catch up, I guess, with what's going on in the uh, sporting world recently yeah. and what we've missed over the time we, uh, we've been gone. Sounds good to me, man. <clears throat> All right. So you brought up, you want to talk about this uh, topic. So you can uh, start us off with what area of you know, the debate you want to talk, start with, whether – any part of the debate, I guess, you want to start with. So we'll yeah, yeah. start with well, that. Just to preface, uh, you know, <clears throat> today is Sunday, May 26th. Is that right? Yeah. So uh, 27th, Cavs, 27th, 27th. 27th. Sunday, May 27th. So the Cavs are playing in game seven tonight in the TD Garden in Boston to make it mm-hmm. to the – to the finals for the fourth straight year in a row of yeah. the LeBron <clears throat> 2.0 era. So mm-hmm. I think after his performance in game six, scoring 46 points and nearly a triple-double with uh, 11 assists and nine boards, I think it just – this conversation just becomes more and more re- relevant as his career goes on. And I think this is a good time to revisit it. You know? Yeah, I, I think it's also a good time just because they both played 15 years and it seems like a lot of them, you know, games and everything else wise is starting to line up where right. um, like over time, you know, it's a good measuring point, you know, 15 years and stuff, even though uh, Jordan missed, you know, a few uh, with injuries and stuff. But yeah, it's a good time to, you know, compare them after 15 years. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> I mean, to be completely honest, I, I don't like this debate a lot because it's yeah. just there's no way to truly tell. You know, it's so subjective. And yeah, I'm not a big fan of it either. They'll never meet each other in their <clears throat> prime, you know, yeah. competing against each other. So it's it's a pointless debate, really. I mean, I think they're both great, you know, phenomenal players. <laughs> and I think they're, from what I know, you know, the two best. You got to consider yeah. – a few other legends like Kareem. Kareem and Wilt and Bill Russell, but from <clears throat> from our day and age, I think they're the two greatest. So yeah, I don't think there will ever be settling this debate. But um, I, if I were to to dive into this topic, I would have to argue that LeBron is the goat, and I just say that based on you know his consistency throughout the 15 seasons he's had you know he's he's scored over 25 or he's averaged over 25 points a game 
every single season except for his first season in the league whenever he was 18 and 19 years old. And even that season, he averaged like 20 points a game. And he's brought his team to the, to the playoffs every single season except for his rookie year. Um, and that being said, he's now brought his team to the, to the conference finals. Well, he's not only brought them to the conference finals, but he's won the Eastern conference finals for the past seven straight years. And this is, this would make it his eighth and therefore making it eight straight final appearances. If he wins tonight in a heroic game seven against Boston, um, and then his stats, you can't even say that he doesn't show up anymore. That used to be a debate early on, but earlier in his career. But now it's just he's averaging 34 points a game in every elimination game in the playoffs. And that's just absolutely phenomenal. So, And he, he has had his game winners. Like even in this playoffs alone, he had two game winner buzzer beaters. So... I just think that with that all being said, LeBron is the GOAT of our time at least. And, yeah, I mean, we can easily dive into more <clears throat> debate, but that's yeah. just kind of what I want to start gonna, off with. You I'm going to add on to what you're saying with LeBron and giving him praise. You know, like after um, – like especially recently, you know, beating the Warriors in the finals and having these buzzer beaters that you were talking about <laughs> – that solidified him as a top five player in my right. mind. Just like, you know what I mean? Like, there's some debate, you know, mm-hmm. okay, top five. Like, you know, just to begin with, like, top five players. I'm not, like, going to, you know, because they're both great players. Um, I think that recently that's what has helped solidify it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's had a few, like, people remember defining moments for right. the most part. And uh, he's had a few of those recently. And, oh, you know, absolutely. when we sit back, we're going to see, you know, we're going to obviously think about probably the block first. I don't know. Right. That's what I would think about first. You know what I mean? But he's had a, a, other defining moments in this playoffs, but we'll see how far it goes. And um, if he does, if, if they do play Houston, I think that they have a really, I think they have a lot better chance than what people would say they have. Um, I, I really am not, you know, I guess like Harden, uh, that's just a different topic right now, but I mean, mm-hmm. they have a chance to top the Rockets in my opinion. I don't. If they beat the Warriors, I'll be stunned. But the yeah. Rockets, I think that they can. They have a very good chance. I would probably choose like sixty forty Rockets, maybe or you know fifty five forty five Rockets. But I mean, really? I think that you put it that close. Wow. I really think. Yeah, I think that um, there's a lot of games that Harden doesn't show up. You know what I mean? Like in the playoffs and stuff. And I also um, I, obviously like you know I said I think LeBron's top five and he's cemented right. that, you know, he's, he's still writing his book. That's what our story, that's what it's, is pretty important. Yeah. You know what I mean? To now, realize and stuff. Now but, this is just a small tangent, but I just want to know straight up. Yes or no. Was that is 55, 45 or 60, 40? Yeah. Is it's, that it's, odds pre or post Chris Paul injury? Does that even factor in for you? It would factor in a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I would say like with Chris, if Chris Paul's there, it'd probably be like a 65, 70, but he's not okay. going to be fully healthy regardless. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like a fully healthy Chris. I mean, not a banged up Chris Paul with, you know, playing, I would say 60% Rockets. Okay. You know, and if he can't play, it's probably, I don't know. I mean, then it gets, I'd probably still go 55 just because they have the shooting and stuff. But I mean, a banged up Chris Paul, he still brings leadership and stuff on the bench. And yeah. like, if he's hurt or he's not, you know, so that's something that I see there. But we can talk about that, Um, obviously, after two days from now. 
yeah. Tuesday or like you know next once weekend we, or once we get that matchup actually solidified. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah, to bring it back to your point, like you're talking about well, one he has added a bunch more <clears throat> signature highlights or moments to his to his NBA resume. You know, yeah, yeah. So, like you remember the shot over. Uh, I think it was Turkaloo and the Magic. You know, yep. I mean, those are certain shots that right. He didn't. Remember. He didn't have many like memorable shots like that. <clears throat> no. Well, I mean that's he, usually because he had a really good shooter around him. Like Kyrie, yeah, made more sense to have Kyrie shoot that, or he had made more sense to have. But he's uh, had this year Wade. alone. Like, I mean, it was regular season, but he had the Timberwolves one over Jimmy Butler <clears throat> off of one leg. That's yeah. pretty memorable. He had, and then he had the two in the playoffs. Um, <clears throat> I can't. He had one against the Pacers that looked Raptors. similar to. Uh, oh well, yeah. It looked similar to his Hito Turkoglu one. Out of, yeah. He had a, a three at the top of the key, and then he had the one against the Raptors that was just like something that only LeBron James could really do. Yeah. Going to his left and then shooting it up with one shot, <laughs> or with one one hand. But so he's definitely added that those highlights to his resume. But what you're saying about the competition. I mean, now I'm just making the case for LeBron. I'm not comparing the two. But mm-hmm. LeBron James has three championships right now, right? Yeah. His first championship comes against a young but still very talented OKC team that had Kevin Durant, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. All three, <clears throat> very likely that they make the Hall of Fame. Then yeah. his second one came against a well-established franchise in the San Antonio Spurs coached by Hall of Famer Popovich. And then also having the talent of four future Hall of Famers in uh, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and then a young Kawhi Leonard. Then on top of that, he has his third championship. All of you guys know this, but it's just, you gotta, you gotta reiterate this to realize how amazing this is. His third came against, uh, Golden State after, during the season that they won the regular season record over Jordan's previous record with the Bulls of the new Golden State record of 73 wins, nine losses that mm-hmm. has four or three potential Hall of Famers in Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and of course Stephen Curry, who was a unanimous MVP that year. So that all being said, I think it helps his his resume and his argument against Jordan by the fact that it's, he beat three different teams for three different championships and they were three different incredible teams for three different reasons, you know, and if he adds, so I think that if the Houston Rockets win, not only would it be more possible for him to win another championship, like you were saying, but also I think it would help his resume again because he's already beat Golden State and he's already beat Kevin Durant. So that wouldn't change anything other than them being combined. But then he would beat the Houston Rockets, another franchise organization with Chris Paul, James Harden, and crew on that as well. So you, you know that argument that I'm saying there? It just mm-hmm. – that's an incredible stack up. And I I honestly don't know the argument for Jordan's competition. I know that people do argue that 
it is potentially weaker than what LeBron had to go to go against or whatnot. But that's all I have to say. And that's that's not even including yeah. the Boston Celtics team with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. And then also the Pistons team with Chauncey and Rashid and Tayshawn and Rip Hamilton that LeBron had to go through in the East. <clears throat> so, I mean, that's just six Hall of Fame teams right there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying there. Um, I don't want to just go six for six. That's not really, like, a full-fledged right. argument. That, that, that does have some weight in this case, you know what I mean? Because, right. like, I mean, those were peaks and stuff. I'm not going to go with just that. That's not really – it's sort of a, a more lazy of an argument, I guess. So, I um, agree 100%. Yeah. I appreciate that, too, because <laughs> – you hear that well, all yeah, too yeah. often, which it's, I mean, that in itself it, is It carries weight, though, but it's not but totally um, that doesn't win but, the, That doesn't settle the argument alone. You can't just do yeah. that anymore, you know? Yeah. I'm going to talk a little bit about how, uh, I guess, with the help Jordan had compared to LeBron a little bit is where I'm going to start here. And give me a second. Um, yeah. So once Jordan... When Jordan started winning championships, Pippen was the only one on his team, other only other person on his team who ended up being an all-star while playing with Jordan in games and stuff. So he consistently – and once he had Pippen, he won pretty consistently. That's, what, that's what's pretty impressive is, like, they had two guys that were, you know, at the top of their games and stuff. And a lot of say that Jordan's, uh, Jordan's will to win rubbed off on Pippen a little bit and started growing there. So – um, the first three years Jordan had, I mean, he got swept by the Celtics twice, and people try to use that as a negative. But, I mean, Larry Bird was talking about how uh, it was God disguised as Michael Jordan during those series. And that was Larry Bird's best team was uh, 80, 90, 1986 and 1987. So, like, being swept in the first round by uh, Bird's best team, the Cel- one of the Celtics' best teams ever, I don't really – I'm not going to really fault him on that too much. And then once – I would say um, – the Eastern Conference was a little more difficult than the Western Conference was in, during Jordan's time, if that makes sense. So, like, you know how the West is harder than LeBron's in the East and stuff, and that's probably – so, like, if Jordan was in the West, there's potential that he could have, you know, lost a few finals, especially early on, because he probably – I think that he would have went through those Western Conference teams, other than the Showtime Lakers. That's a, That would have been a battle there, you know. But, I mean, he went through the Cavaliers consistently and the Pistons. He had to get over the hump of the Pistons. But once he did, once he started winning, that – it didn't stop. You know, that's something that I find um, pretty impressive. Like once he found out how to win and stuff, it just sort of how like LeBron's with the East right now, he's dominating. He might go to eight. I expect him to go to eight straight finals in a row. It's like Jordan with the rest of the league. You know, once he got past the East and stuff, he consistently won. And he, you know, that that's part of his legacy as well. Um, But I mean, we can go a little more like, I like looking at the highs of each player and stuff and then looking at the lows of each player. I know like and when this conversation is it's so close that, you know, I think everything has some weight. Some has more than others, you know, mm-hmm. but like looking at Jordan's 11 best years with the uh, with Chicago Bulls, not counting the one where he's hurt and played 18 games in 1985. Um, I mean, he, he was dominant, you know, he scored, 2,000, you know, 2,700 less points than LeBron did in 15 years. So I just think that him as a scorer overall, I think that he was a better scorer. I think LeBron has 
better rebounding and better assist um, attributes. And then this is going to, this is where it gets difficult because like, you know, how do you break that down? What do you want out of your player? LeBron's right. obviously a good scorer and Jordan's also a good assister and rebounder, but the triangle system <clears throat> um, also played a role in like why he didn't get as much. And early on he was averaging triple doubles in uh, playoffs, but he had to sacrifice that a little bit so he could win. And then Pippen came along and also could carry a little bit of the weight with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but with that, and then, I'm going to shift the defense, and this is where I think it separates a little bit. I think that uh, LeBron's more versatile, but Jordan's a better defender overall. That's how I'm looking at it, and he consistently showed that. So, um, I mean, he has more blocks in 15 years and significantly more steals in 15 years than LeBron does, and he played about a 1,000 less games in those 15 years as well. So you could argue, like, availability – yeah, you could argue availability is uh, the best thing, but I mean, Jordan still has he has like seven thousand more steals, or almost like six hundred some, six hundred fifty more steals than LeBron does, and he played less games in that time, and he has five more blocks than LeBron does. So I mean, defensively, and at the age of thirty four, LeBron, I mean, Jordan was first team All NBA, and this year, LeBron, I think, was like, I mean he was rated like 300 something defensive rating because he pretty much took it off and he had to carry the offensive load in um, this year for the Cavs. And he sort of slacked off a lot. I mean, he had, he had to slack off a lot more uh, defensively other than like the big time plays where it's blocks and stuff. But I mean, Jordan, let me see for a second. Um, he won the scoring title and was first team all defense multiple times. So, I mean, that's just where I'm, you know, I'm seeing he does both consistently, uh, at a longer, at a longer rate, you know what I mean. So that's that's a few things that I looked at. Yeah, for no, this. Those, are, those are all really good points. I I never, uh, I've never heard about the yeah like absurd you, amount of steals and yeah and blocks disparity between the two with less games for Jordan. He led the league in steals three times. Jordan was first team all NBA or first team defensively all NBA uh, nine times. And I think LeBron was first team six times. Now, I, I would say I <clears throat> would take Jordan as a one-on-one defender over LeBron. Yeah. For sure. Just because he'd be able, I, I feel like he just, you know, gets in your mind. He, is known as <clears throat> this is outside the statue, but known as an all-time great trash talker. And then two, he's just a lockdown defender. Whereas LeBron, you know, he conserves his energy on the defensive end. But even if he wasn't <clears throat> conserving his energy outside of his blocks, <clears throat> I feel like you could beat LeBron off the dribble a lot easier than you could beat Jordan off the dribble. Well, you can just look at Victor Oladipo this year. You know, I mean, that's like it is his 15th season, but he is 33. You know, like. Yeah. Jordan was quicker and way more athletic than Victor Oladipo. So just to put that in compare, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, and that means I, I think that, you know, you saw I don't know, the Rockets Warriors recently when the Rockets are clamping down on Curry and Thompson, I think that Jordan could do that significantly better than Paul and Harden or anyone else they have out there, Eric Gordon. You know what I mean? Like, that's something that I see that we, we don't see a guy like that, you know, Clay Thompson's probably one of the best wing defenders. I don't know who else like shooting guard wise, but I mean, just add, a significant amount of athleticism for that. And I think that that's, that's Jordan, you know, because he had like a 45, 48 inch vertical, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's extremely athletic. That's something that gets overlooked a little bit. I feel like with Jordan, he's extremely athletic in that sense. You know, we all know LeBron's athletic because we're, you know, living through it right now, but compared to 
Well, not only athletic, but just a freak with strength and all the other tangibles that you would want in an NBA player. Yeah. So I I feel like this debate typically comes down to what do you want around? Like, how do you, like, how would you, go ahead. No, I, I agree 100%. It it comes, this debate cannot be settled. I mean, it all is dependent upon the criteria that you assess. Yeah. To consider an all time great player, you know, it, Mm -hmm. it really depends on what you want. If you, are solely going for, uh, if we're speaking on like natural talent, then I would go with Michael Jordan, you know. But if you're mm-hmm. going for all around player, then I would go for LeBron James because I mean you just can't look at stats, but um, yeah, across the board, you know he is he is above Jordan in rebounds, assists, and. He's right not, there with yeah. him with scoring. Um, yeah. And for just, like, overall, like, build and just what you would want from a prototypical, like, NBA player, LeBron James is, like, <clears throat> perfect size, perfect strength, perfect speed, perfect uh, perfect agility and vertical, you know. He just yeah. is the perfect NBA player, as as J.R. Smith said, like he was created in a Gatorade lab, you know? Yeah. So for that reason, I would take LeBron, but it, it all depends on your criteria, you know? Mm-hmm. So what, what would you, that's my question for you then, because I know you favor Jordan and I favor LeBron. Yeah. What, what criteria are you basing that off of then? Because we, we know that they're both great. Like, you don't yeah. even have to argue the stats or the competition or whatever anymore. <clears throat> it's just what criteria do you look at whenever you define someone as the best? You don't need – we don't need resume yeah. or anything, you know? Because yeah. we know that um, they fit the criteria, each player. So, Yeah. I, I – up, you know, 60 if he has to. Or I want him to go down swinging consistently. Like, I don't – like, you know, if someone, if, if, you know, LeBron or Jordan, you know, sometimes just what I'm critical of LeBron is like, he shoots maybe 55% in a game, you know, and like other players aren't shooting like that. I, I wouldn't stop shooting, you know? I mean, I, I don't care. Like, you know, how do you, I don't think that you should be able to lose, you know, sc- shooting 55% from the field or like 60% from the field because, you know, you're not shooting enough. I feel like, cause like your other players, I get them getting them involved, but sometimes you got to push it over yourself, you know, and if you end up, you know, shooting your percentage down to 50%, that's okay, you know, but I mean, if you're the guy who has the higher percentage, you want to keep going with that. And I think that that's something Jordan mastered at an early age was just being able to score consistently and like going down swinging in that sense. You know what I mean? Like the, the knock I talked to you about a few weeks ago was um, the 20, I think 12 finals, or 2011 finals against the Mavericks. Like, he was the third leading scorer in that. Yeah, he was the third leading scorer in that series on his own team. You know, behind Wade and Bosch and stuff, and he was outscored by Jason Terry, and that was his matchup for the the series. I, I just feel like you, you you gotta take over. You know what I mean? Like if you're the like you, I mean, you're still figuring it out, but it's still a year. And like you know, if you're in the go conversation, you have to be critical of like every little thing there. And like 
you know, if Jason Terry scoring 18, you're getting 17.8 in the finals. I mean, you got to push it over, especially when you decided to leave Cleveland and go to Miami and pick your scenario and stuff. And you have two all-stars around you and a decent coach and a, one of the best, you know, GMs like in Pat Riley and stuff. And you also have other shooters. You sort of orchestrated that yourself. You know, you, you, you picked your situation there. Like it was, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like you have to, that, that's why that's my first criteria is, Hey, can you get, can you drop me 60 if you have to, you know what I mean? No matter what and go down guns blazing. And that's just one of the, like Jordan doesn't have something that, knocks him at all in that sense you know like he's he's gone down I mean you can knock him oh he's shot too much but like I'd rather have him shooting than someone else so that's pretty much how I feel about that so scoring first and then um playmaking like you know just I I, li- I like the thought of defense you know how I play you know I wish I could score better but like when I play in basketball like I love playing defense you know that's something that also I just I have a bias towards you know so that's what I like doing and then also getting players involved you know, like those are the three criteria I would say is like, you know, tough defense and giving energy on both sides of the floor completely scoring in that and then also getting other guys involved. Mm-hmm. So those are the three things that I would. Um, now, getting other players involved, say. who would you give that to then? You'd give that to Jordan? I would probably get I, I would know I would give that to LeBron okay. almost at a, at a fault. You know what I mean? But, Some, the guys, that's where because scoring comes first in mind. Like, you know, but hey, you, if these guys aren't hitting. I need to do I need to I need to do it myself. And he's starting to do that a little more, you know, and that's why when we started this, we said it's not over yet, right. like writing it, but he's starting to do it more and he's starting to realize it more. But I mean, you, you do have to realize it sooner than later. There's some games, you know, like game, I think, what was it? Game four or five, game five against Celtics. Like it just looked, he looked lackadaisical almost, you know, there's certain games where it just comes out lackadaisical. And then game six, it's like, he blows you away. It's like, well, you know, it just yeah. seems like it's completely drastic things, well, and I, I don't get that. I mean, I don't know. I think that you got to go. No, I, and he's going to do that. He, he better. Do, I mean, he's going to do it tonight. He's going to explode tonight, like he should. You know what I mean? I feel like they're playing a bunch of role players in the Boston Celtics right now, and role players do play better at home and worse away. So, like that is going to be a little challenge, you know. But that's something you have to realize. And yeah, yeah. No, you you make a lot of good points, and there's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of things that. I want to touch on that you touched on. So okay. um, just to rehash, just what were your, what was your criteria again? You had three and Jordan uh, scoring, scoring, just like innate um, natural tendency to score when you need to scoring in yeah, a timely, you need to in being a able to put fashion. up 60. Okay. Yeah. Scoring. Yeah. What was the second one? It was defense. Uh, defense. Defense, because that's just the tone right. for the rest of your team. You know what I mean? Like you can't take off in the first quarter. You can't take off on defense because that's that's what the rest of your players follow. When you're this great, you're, you know what I mean. And, and you've never seen like a Jordan team in my mind have. You've never seen a Jordan team be like 29th overall in the league for defense throughout a year. That's mm-hmm. not that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So that's and then um and then getting players involved. You know what I mean? Also right. having that innate ability. Okay, well I'm get you know I'm I'm on a roll right now. You know I'm starting to do well. I'm I'm hitting my shots. I'm also, you know, me controlling the ball and like passing the ball, which I think LeBron does better, is you know getting people involved. I'm going to drive and kick it out. You right. know what I mean, and like start getting people involved. I think that that's also important because you, I mean, it's hard to do it all on your own. That's what Jordan had to learn early on. But like once um, the triangle system got in with Phil Jackson, he learned it, and that's when his assist and rebounding went down a little bit, and his team elevated and started winning more. You know, so that was like learning that as yeah. well. Okay, no, no, that's I like that. 
that's very very simple criteria you know it's it that's what it takes you have to be a scorer you have to play defense and then you have to make your teammates better you have to enhance your teammates play so that's very simple criteria and you give you give it to jordan on two of those two of those three so by default jordan would take best player for you and I, I would say that those are also the two most important in my mind, right. like scoring right. and defense, you know, because you have to put the ball in the hoop and you have to stop it. So No, absolutely. I agree. When it, when you can talk about, you know, statistical, advanced statistical analytics in any area, but when it comes down to it, that's, those are the, the two things that you really have to consider most. And then you also have to consider the players around you and how they're playing. And if that, you know, is a direct cause and effect you know from the player that they're on the floor with so um okay I like that and then so I would give that to you then I agree I think Jordan's a better scorer and I think that Jordan's a better defender overall I think LeBron does Mm -hmm. make his teammates better um some could argue that and then you can't even choose the argument there where who has the better players to or teammates to enhance because we're just talking about the individuals themselves. So even if Jordan had better players, he still wins that argument for scoring and defense for me as well. Um, now, just to defend LeBron though, for some of the areas that you talked about, um, yeah, you you knocked him for his performance in 2011 against Dallas mm-hmm. Mavericks. That was his first uh, NBA Finals appearance. So second, that was his second. You're right. That was his first. Yeah, that was you, his, can, you can scratch right. the Spurs, right? You know, what I mean, you can scratch making that, it that to was that, making that just to get was, there. Yeah. That was, but um, yeah, that was his first with the Heat. And LeBron, I will re- remind you that LeBron was 26, and mm-hmm. he was Jordan was 28 in his first Finals appearance. So, um, just remember the age and how I believe that LeBron has evolved since 2011 and learned that he needs to take over just as you could see in his recent run with the Cavs where, um, you know, his first, I think, uh, wasn't Jordan 27. No, he was, he was 28. Wasn't he? It was 1990, right? 1990, 1991. Yeah, 91. It was 27. Yeah. He was, he was 20. He was born. He was born in 63. So he was 28 during the finals. Okay, I'm just looking at ba- okay, I'm just looking at basketball reference, yeah. and it says he was 26. So 26. And then LeBron was. What year are you talking about? So 2010. The year that Jordan won his first finals was in the 1990-1991 yeah. season, and yeah. Jordan is currently. He was born in 1963. In February okay. of 1963. So, he won in 91. So, for math, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just... No, that's fine. I, no, that's fine. I, I'm just, I'm just looking make, at, like... I had uh, the hand calc myself, because I was, I was yeah, wondering... I'm looking at baseball up or basketballreference.com yeah. right now. Right, basketball reference at the seasons does, and... does it based on, like, how old they were in January. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, then there we... You can keep going yeah, there, so, there. So, I Jordan just... was 28. LeBron was 26. <clears throat> okay. And you... 
can't define someone based on who they were at one time. So LeBron is still evolving. You know, he didn't even hit his prime at that point. So I believe that you're yeah. right in saying that he should have taken over. He should have scored more and that that's a knock to him. But if you look at him, he he's learned that like he was putting up 35 points a game and averaging a triple double in the 2015 series, 2015, 2014, 2015 season and 2015 finals against Golden State. If you remember that whenever he was playing without Kevin Love and mm-hmm. Kyrie um, the yeah. year after that, he willed his team to, win after being down 3-1 in the series against Golden State and he was putting up over 30 points a game in that series and he had a crazy 40 point he had him and Kyrie both had 40 point games against them in game 5 and then LeBron also had a 40 point game in game 6 um, and then this year he's averaging 34 points in the playoffs so I'm going to give LeBron a pass for just being young and still figuring it out. Okay. Not saying that that makes him better than Jordan in that area. I'm just defending him saying that he has evolved. The reason I brought it up was, I mean, like not, that's not to knock him on the top five, but I mean, when we're talking about the greatest, like, yeah, yeah, no, I know there's not like a drop off. That's that's why I was bringing that up. No, I still give it to Jordan. I'm just saying LeBron has learned that he needs to take over and he has done so. And the thing is the other point that I wanted to talk upon was, uh, you mentioned he took off game five against the Celtics, some would argue. Or, well, or game in, in six. Sense, wait, like, wait, you wait, know. Let, me, let me continue, though. No, no, you're good. Um, but that's the thing where LeBron also just has an incredible mind. And he mm-hmm. understands that this is a series. It's not just one game. And he understands that he's the best player by far on his team and he needs to conserve his energy if he need, if needs be. So he conserved mm-hmm. his energy for game six to push it to a game seven. And, you know, some might say that he calls it too early sometimes, but he saw in game five that, Hey, this is not our game. And I need to, it's more important for me to save my energy. It's more strategic for me to save my energy for mm-hmm. game six and game seven. So that's where I would also say that, some might say that he doesn't have the will to win every game, but I would say that that's just him being an incredibly intelligent, strategic basketball player. Okay. So, again, that's, you know, that's not an argument of that makes him better than Jordan. That's just me defending the areas that people would knock LeBron, you know. Yeah, I respect that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, go ahead. Um, I'm good with that. No, I mean, those are those are the major, major points that I have to make. Um, <clears throat> I still think from a resume basis, though, if we're looking at stats, if we're looking at um, competition, if we're looking at um, surrounding cast, I think that LeBron has a better resume. Than Jordan of surrounding cast or not? No, I'm of. saying with all that factored in, saying that <clears throat> LeBron, like LeBron, does not have as good a supporting cast throughout his years. There were times when you know he he did have a better supporting cast. Like I would say, his days in Miami, he had a better supporting cast than Jordan had. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying throughout his career, LeBron has had a less consistent supporting cast than Jordan did. 
And I would say that LeBron has defeated more um, historic teams and more competitive teams that Jordan did. And I'd say LeBron's statistics across the board, scoring, assists, rebounds in the, in the regular season and the playoffs is far more impressive than anything Jordan did. But not, I wouldn't say far more, but I just say across the board, it's he, he has that leg up on Jordan, but I guess now that we're talking about this, this I just form my opinion based on your criteria, and I agree with your criteria. I would still give it to Jordan then, because I think yeah. that Jordan is the better, just natural, innate scorer, the better <clears throat> natural, innate defender than LeBron, and that gives him a two-to-one lead on LeBron on our criteria. I think LeBron's a better yeah. all-around player, and that makes him a better all-around teammate. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I would give it to Jordan. Um, to add one more thing to that, I would um, I I I'm not like you know Jordan did have a good supporting cast, but I think that you know he talked about um, what do you need? What are the three main things you need for uh, to be successful? This is your thing that you we talked about, so you can start that, and then I'll add to it. Okay. To be successful as a player. Or like as as a, as a yeah. player, as a okay. player, you know, so, like in football, basically, right. you, know, you can add that into this. So across the board, I think it takes three things <clears throat> to be successful. I think that just that on the professional level, whether it be NFL, NBA, NHL, anything, you have to have the natural skill, ability, yeah, ability. So that's one. You have to have um, the motivation and drive. So that's two. And then the third one, yeah. you have to have the proper environment and surrounding yeah. surrounding cast and supporting environment. So um, I think it's really 33. Like, I think you can split those all by a third, like 33.3% for all of those. Mm-hmm. And if you enhance every single area, then you're going to be great. So I think LeBron does yeah. have that motivation. I think he does have that skill. Yeah, yeah. And I think that mm-hmm. that environment – has fluctuated throughout his career where he has had it to its max and he has not had it. And Mm -hmm. I think that 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 goes across the board for any player to be successful. And I think that not all players have, you know, even if they do um, exceed in motivation and environment, some just don't have the skill to be as good as LeBron. And I think Mm -hmm. that some that have that type of skill don't have that motivation to be as good as LeBron. Um, Yeah. Or both. Or Jordan. Yeah. 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 This isn't, this isn't an argument for Jordan or LeBron, but yeah, for, for any of the greats. This is overall like, so I think it's again, like your criteria for who's better Jordan or LeBron, I think it's pretty, pretty plain and simple whenever you break it down for just a great athlete. Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to add to what your three things were is um, like Jordan was putting unbelievable numbers up when he didn't have the perfect situation, you know, before Pippen, before uh, Phil Jackson. But like the situation, I think also helped him elevate to where he is. You know, he started scoring less, like his best season was, when you could say where he averaged 2.9 steals and had 37.1 points per mm-hmm. game or 35 points per game right. and 3.2 steals, you know? 
But like then, but they weren't winning championships right. then, you know, he, but he was doing, um, he was doing things that people still haven't done since, mm-hmm. you know, with those numbers wise. But like once Phil Jackson came in, he taught him, you know, Hey, you can't do it. was sort of like how Steve Kerr talked to Durant, you know, Phil Jackson sat him down and was like, Hey, you know, you're, you're amazing at everything you do, but you also need to, he had a better situation. Oh, absolutely. I, I would, I don't know about, I, mean, I don't know fully about, uh, players, you know, like, you know, when LeBron chose Miami, that was a better situation than I think Jordan had because Dwayne Wade, I mean, him and Pippen, you know, and then you also had Bosch, though, you know what I mean? You had Boston, who's the next guy for um, Jordan? And then and also, like, he came back to the Cavs, Kyrie. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he, and, you know, Spolstra early was a young this, yeah. coach, but some would still argue yeah. that Eric Spolstra is a Hall of Fame coach, now, even without LeBron. Now, now give him Pat Riley down there. Though, and Pat Riley. And maybe LeBron would have maybe his his game would have changed a little bit. So there's also that, but with what, ha- like what we know for sure, you know, like where it's gone and he, you know, the Miami and back to Cleveland where he had Kyrie and Love who were both all-stars and like, you know, great players as well. Asterisk, I think that so you didn't, you LeBron, didn't have Kyrie and Kevin as Love recently in, as, you know, especially the last, in, yeah, uh, his first the last eight Boston. years, Sorry. you know, the last, oh, I know, no, 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 that, that's what, that's one of his, um, defining moments, but he had a better coach than what he has now, which is black, yeah, but that's, 100% that's different. That's, that's different. That's different. That's a whole like, other you can see what coaching, you can see what coaching does though. Like, oh, this, yeah. this is sort of my point. Like right. with situation, right. like if LeBron had a better situation, but he also, he chooses a situation a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he might choose another situation mm-hmm. this summer. You know, he also chooses it. So it, he's at fault a little right. bit there, but like no, I agree. situation, especially coaching wise, he's at a, at a lower standard. But yeah. I mean, player wise, I think that, um, I mean, other than Pippen, there wasn't another all-star who played with Jordan what, like in the same year that Jordan was playing. You know what I mean? Like, it was just Pippen and Jordan who went to the all-star game from the Bulls. Each year, Jordan played with the Bulls. Like, it wasn't – there wasn't another guy. There were former all-stars, but well, that's, none of them that's were the same all-stars with him. Too. Was, well, I mean, you K-Love had, like, didn't Love this the, year, and you had – Love didn't make the all-star he made it this year. He made it this year, so that's two. Last year, yeah, last year what, he didn't make it, this, so it was LeBron and Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying, though. You know, like with Miami, like there's certain situations, like Miami, you had Bosch. I, you might have had four. I don't know if Ray Allen went or not, but you had Bosch and uh, Wade yeah, and stuff. Yeah, but you, you like, bring up a good point. And I mean, you're, I know that you're saying this kind of to defend LeBron as well, but Jordan yeah, had yeah. a Hall of Fame coach. LeBron, yeah. LeBron had Spolstra um, while he was young. And some would still argue he's a Hall of Fame coach, like I said. But. <clears throat> LeBron has throughout his career not had anything close to the caliber of a Phil Jackson Hall of Fame coach. So, and no, I think that, no, and yeah. I think that's, that's, what, that's lost. What, that's my point. Yeah. That was no, no, exactly. Lost. And I think that that's lost in, in this argument where people look at just the players. You're right. Where yeah, there's a lot more that factors into your environment, you know? So yeah, you have to have like let's put it this, like you could also put it this way like if Brad Stevens and Tyler switch, oh my gosh, Cavs are probably one in five at least, yeah, if not four, if not right. four, because I mean I think the Boston's a bunch of role no. players now. If Kyrie and Hayward are there, it might be a series, but I mean if you switch coaches, well, and, it might be in that in that. I mean it's a bunch of role players right now, but they they <clears> right now people I mean, do up, forget like, that they have four top sixteen picks on their team right now and yeah. a, and an all-star yeah, they're just, they're now really young yeah but i mean they're like a rookie and then jalen brown and then um i mean marcus smart as well like, it's not they're so young they're so you know like that's yeah yeah no but, I, mean, that's, I, I agree that's what i'm, I'm just say saying that they're that. not as bad as people might make them out to be no no but i mean like 
I feel like, I mean, people are saying Horford or Tatum is their best player right now. You know, if you chose to do, I mean, Love's hurt right now, but like if you chose to do them of LeBron and Love or Horford and Tatum, you're going to choose. I mean, it's deeper yeah. than that, but no, still. No, no, I like, agree with, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. That was just kind of a side. Yeah. Thing, but, you know. Yeah. But I also, you know, I wanted to make sure like, I'm not just dogging LeBron. You know, I, I, I like, I like his game and I respect him. I, I told you, I think he's top five. Just when it comes to the Jordan LeBron debate as of right now, I, I can't, that's why I, you know, knock him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like that's the only time I, I'm going to really knock him. You know, like if you say he's all time great, I'm not going to say like you're wrong. I'm going to say, yeah, he is, you know, and for the reasons we mentioned, but I wanted to also get that out there. Like if he did like, Hey, let's say he got drafted to Spurs or something, or pop was the cast coach early on. Like it might've been different, you know, it might not have been, but it, it might've been different. So that's just something that helped Jordan develop to be how great he yeah. was, you know? That's, yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. But we have to go off what we know, but, I mean, that's something that we have to – I don't hear <clears throat> talked about often, you yeah. know? No, and at, at the end but of the day, mean, I mean, that, that is so true. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> back to your point, yeah. I think that regardless of the coach, uh, that would not have – that would have potentially increased LeBron's uh, skill level at scoring and defense, but I don't think that that would put him above Jordan. You know, I don't think. No, it would. It would I, definitely I help I mean, him with his accolades, maybe by winning another title or two, yeah. or um, another MVP or whatever. But yeah, I think we decided that you know accolades are not what we're basing this off of. If we were basing it off of accolades, then I think Bill Russell's the greatest of all time. He has 11 NBA yeah, titles I mean, that's and also like several MVPs. So yeah. that's, that's, that, that's also when there was eight teams though, you know, like there's also like, I mean, it's like modern versus I know, like, I know. I'm just saying, you know, I'm saying, you know, there's um, yeah. based on act, if you're making your arguments based on accolades. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, that was a, I think that rounds it up pretty good where yeah. it was, yeah, it's funny how we both ended up like in a way like defending you know the other one we're right. dating against because we we both know they're great yeah. you know it's not like oh they're just all terrible and one's all good like that's how you hear it you know today you know one's ter- mm-hmm. all terrible one's all yeah. good you know what I mean like it's, no it's like they both have their things and like you have to there's things that or miss I don't know. you want to hear both sides and like exactly. it was nice to see I, how I, we both defended I, it you know right. but we. Had a set criteria that we set went by, you know, and like and I, for reasons, you know. I but. think that that's the annoying part of this <clears throat> debate is that it it is uh, a try a tactic commonly used to tear down the other player than to just yeah. define why one is greater than the other, you know. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. All right. Well, I'm glad we were able to do that. Because, I mean, that's a, that's a topic that, like, I hear it every day on – I mean, we hear it every day, you know, Fox or, or whatever it is. It's just – all right. So, I mean, that's, that's going to end. Wait, wait. Now, that important. all being said, I do want to say LeBron James is the GOAT for me, though. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's, I, I, mean, I think that, you know, like, Jordan is the GOAT. But for my own personal, like, experience no, yeah. in life, LeBron James <laughs> is my GOAT. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he should be. Yeah. Like, you know, he's also brought a title back to oh, Cleveland yeah. under the most unlikely circumstances. Absolutely. So, like, yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> – there's nothing to – you know what I mean? Like, it's all like, yeah, obviously, like, yeah. yeah. And then, like, modern day, like, 
it would have been, you know, it's modern day. Like, you know, modern day, he's who's the next closest? Like maybe KD who hasn't, you know, fully shown the consistency LeBron has. Or, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, Kobe's, Kobe's also very good, though. Like that's, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, yeah, Kobe's above everyone else other than like LeBron right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's For a, that, if we're talking separate, about our criteria, that's a separate topic. I'd give Kobe scoring, but LeBron defense and team <clears throat> player teammate enhancement. Yeah. So I'd still give it to yeah. LeBron over Kobe. Yeah. Which is interesting because, like, you know, it goes in that order. But, like, yeah, it probably it is LeBron over Kobe more than likely there. Yeah. And he's also writing a story still, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, yeah, I agree with what you said there. You know, it, that's for teammate yeah. enhancement. I think Kobe gets <clears throat> negative oh, points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but yeah, the other yeah. yeah. So I think that, that so, rounds that one up pretty well. I think that was a good that, topic. Yeah, that, I enjoyed. And that. it's important to know that, like, yeah, it's important to know that you know LeBron's still writing the story and stuff. But I, I still feel pretty good that. Well, and where again though, LeBron's still writing his story, <laughs> but he's not yeah. changing. He's not gonna yeah. be a better. Yeah, he's not gonna increase. Yeah. A significant yeah, amount in his scoring or his defense to surpass yeah. Michael. He might surpass him in yeah. accolades and everything. But again, mm-hmm. now if like someone wants to, you know, talk about maybe, I mean, if, if someone else wants to add a, a, um, a criteria of like longevity and stuff, you yeah. know, then you go with Kareem and LeBron Absolutely. with that one. But, you know, I like, you know, you know, it's not like, yeah. So that's just something else that, you know, that's why we, you know, when we started, you know, it's, it's preference too, you know, like, right fully preference of what you want so all right so let's transition to the uh what browns in the draft yeah. we haven't talked much about that we've talked uh, like separately but we haven't talked on a podcast about that much let's do it might as well <clears throat> all right cool so uh let's start off with the first overall pick that's uh that seems like one that's a good place to start yeah. right cool. and it's quarterback so it's the most important position in sports right so let's let's hear it um you're the browns fan let's hear your thoughts so, here's my take on the draft i as I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'm conversation. I'm yeah. more, a much greater uh, Sam Darnold fan, and I would much rather <laughs> see Sam Darnold play for the Cleveland Browns because at the end of the day, I'll put it like this: I would buy a Sam Darnold jersey, but I wouldn't buy a Baker Mayfield jersey. Now that yeah. being said, yeah, so that's gut. That's just how you feel, and exactly stuff. Just overall like biases, right? That, everything right. is involved with that. That being said. Um, I think Baker fits the system that Cleveland's trying to do. I mean, they just locked up uh, Jarvis Landry to Landry. a long-term deal. And Jarvis yeah. has had the most receptions in the NFL mm-hmm. ever since he entered the league. And a lot of those receptions are, uh, you know, 5 to 15-yard receptions. And that's <clears> where <throat> Baker excels is the short, short yeah. game passing. So um, for that reason, I think – Dorsey, you know, had his set criteria on what would be the best quarterback for this system. And Mm -hmm. he chose Baker. And um, I think a lot of teams, regardless of the team fit, at the end of the day, they showed that Baker was actually at the top of their quarterback list, if not their, like, all-around player list. So it's kind of interesting that a lot of the the talking heads – you know, had it different, but whenever all the NFL teams revealed their, their player boards, Baker was at the top of a lot of the lists. And there's even the rumor that 
you know, the Patriots were considering trading up to two for him. You know, whether you believe yeah. that or not, that, that was definitely a topic of conversation and in, in their thought process. So I yeah. think that speaks volumes too. Um, so that's my take on it. And um, at four, we got, we got Ward. Well, I wanted to, I okay. want to add something well, real quick to that. Yeah. Real quick to the, um, like how you, just the Jarvis Landry thing, when I heard you were talking about him and like the offense that they're trying to mm-hmm. set up. And like how, you know, short pass, I think he averaged eight yards of catch last year, but he had like, I think he led the league in receptions or was top, he did. one of the top yeah. receivers or whatever, uh, catch wise. I think that at four, it would have made, or, um, I mean, you couldn't do it, I guess, but if you could have got Barkley with that kind of offense where you're like, okay, we're going to move the ball consistently, positively forward, throwing wise, then we're also going to be able to pound right. it, you know, which they made some acquisitions for that, but that would have also been, uh, an increase for him, you know, but you can keep going. Well, I agree with that too. And that's what, you know, at the start, I would have loved to see us take Barkley one and then our, whoever <clears> falls, <throat> whether it be Allen, Darnold or Baker, take them at four. But yeah, you kind of convinced me that the quarterback is the most important position in the league. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, that's no, that's no secret. You know, teams are w- willing to yeah. give up, you know, an arm and a leg to mm-hmm. get that quarterback. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm confident in John Dorsey's ability to assess players. And uh, I'm, if John Dorsey was confident enough to take Baker at one, then that makes me happy to know that <clears throat> we got the guy that we're confident in and he's on our roster yeah. and we secured him. And that goes for our pick at number four too with Ward where a lot of people thought that we should have taken Chubb, who the defensive rusher, mm-hmm. which I think that'd be a, an incredible, scary attack to have mm-hmm. Chubb and Garrett off the ends. But again, Dorsey was confident that Ward was the guy he wanted, and he took him. And I'm happy as a Browns fan to see us not trade back and not get someone that we might not have, you know, intended upon just to get another draft pick. We we saw him yeah. as the guy, and we took him. And that being yeah. said, our, our secondary really needed help. So having yeah. Ward as a lockdown corner, that forces the receiver or the, the quarterback to hold the ball, you know, an extra yeah. amount of time. And that gives Garrett the ability to get in the backfield, you know, more so mm-hmm. than he would without Ward, you know. So even if you have yeah. Chubb and Garrett rushing from the ends, if the quarterback gets the ball out of his has the opportunity to get the ball out of his hand quick, then that doesn't even matter, you know. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that exactly. I mean, I think I told you at the Bengals game, like, go get your quarterback first and foremost. And like I'm never gonna fault the team for going after their guy. You know, like even if I disagree with the guy, like, you know, I wanted I thought Deshaun Watson was the easy best quarterback, and I think he was I was starting to say he should go number one last year, you know. But like the the uh Bears traded up for Trubisky. They went after their guy. I'm okay with that. I'm never going to fault a team for going and getting your guy. You know, like there's nothing wrong with that. So the Browns taking Baker, if that's your number one quarterback and like you value him like as a top, you know, 10 pick or like top guy, go get him. I have no fault with that. You know what I mean? I, it would have been cool to get Barkley, but you have to get the quarterback position figured out first. Um, Ward, yeah. I mean, I think the Browns had the worst opposing quarterback uh, completion percentage in the league. Like they, I think opposing quarterbacks completed around like 70% or something. <laughs> Uh, of the passes they had against the Browns defense. And, it's like, to win a ball that, that's like why, that. you know, 
yeah, like you could argue, like, you know, I think they finished like 12th overall in total yards and stuff. And they had a good defense. But, I mean, when your quarterback's getting whatever he wants, you know, completing more passes against your team than anyone else, like, I mean, how great can your defense truly be? You know, so Ward, I think, fills, that, fills a hole. You know, I, I like Ward a lot. I think I told you early on, like, hey, Ward's a guy you have to look at, you know, yeah. at the four spot. Like, I know I like Chubb a lot, too. And I think Chubb might be a little better of a player, but. You know, when it's that close, I think what the Browns said, they had them graded the same, but the need was bigger at DB. Mm-hmm. So when it's that close, you might as well go there with is what you were saying. So I agree with that 100%. You know, like that's there, that's what happened. And I mean, you, you can't fault the team for being aggressive and going after their own guy and what they want. Right. That's There's nothing wrong with that. And what I like about that is that <clears> they're, <throat> they're drafting to win now or next year. You know, they're not drafting just to – stockpile best athletes they're they're filling holes because they know that they can com- be competitive right now and they chose their quarterback of the yeah. future and they've done the right mm-hmm. things by getting another you know pro bowl quarterback in tyrod taylor to actually give us the ability to compete now while still developing and then be Baker. a bridge guy yeah. He, he sh- yeah he can he's, he's not gonna be there for long because you don't draft someone at one you know but a year is what Baker might exactly. need to adjust, you know, being under center because he's in shotgun consistently in Big 12 offenses right. and stuff. Like, that's – so, like, a year – I mean, he's worth a third-round pick if you use him correctly. Like, if you actually use him for the year yeah. and, like, hey, we're going to try to do our best year and then, you know, we're going to hand it to Baker next right. year. Like, sort of like the Chiefs did. You know, Alex Smith had a really good year, but they gave it to Pat Mahomes, you know. But, like, you give him a year to develop, and that's right. – I've always argued that as well, like, for oh, all absolutely. quarterbacks – you know, and that's that, what I've always said. Like, Kaiser, especially last year, like, that was mm-hmm. – I was hammering the table. Like, please let him sit. He has the mm-hmm. physical ability. He's just not ready, you know? Like, so that – No, that, I agree yeah. completely. And, I mean, just to um, back up my point about us making decisions to win now, that, like, you might say, oh, well, drafting <clears> Baker, that that wouldn't be the case, but – I mean, we went out and got a quarterback who can win now. And then we're drafting uh, corners. We drafted the corner ward to fill our need now. So not only does this help Baker from a developmental standpoint and take the pressure off of him from playing on day one, but it also takes the pressure off of him making this team great. You know, it'd be so much easier to come on to a team that already had a, you know, average or above average, you know, season previously. And it's not like, oh, it, this, our greatness is solely riding on Baker. You know what I'm saying? Like we were, we are going to have a, exactly. a set franchise that's built to win for Baker. You know, it's not just Baker's going to be the guy to make our franchise win and be it's so- competitive. Yeah. It sort of goes back to what you talked about. Your three things that you talked about: that you, need, you need skill, you need work ethic, and then you also need the situation. The Browns are trying to create that situation to be the most productive for Baker. And right. we know he has the work ethic because he's walked on twice: Texas Tech and Oklahoma. He's walked exactly. on twice. That has, you yeah. just don't do that and make it, you know, and become the number one overall pick and Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah. Without work ethic, you know, and the skill he might he doesn't la- he doesn't have like the physical and all the ability like the ceiling like josh allen or like other players do you know mm-hmm. but he with the work ethic you're going to get as that's almost more important to have the work ethic than i mean you have to have something you have to have, you know what i mean well like, and that's the thing like at this point like i said anyone in professional sports has 
skill to a certain level. So if you have that environment, which exactly. the Browns are creating, and if you have that motivation, which Baker has, you know, uh, above that motivation <clears throat> necessary, then the skill that he has, you know, he, he has professional level skill. So that's going to be enhanced and he's going to, yeah, you know, hopefully <clears throat> pan out and be one of the first consistent quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns since Bernie Kosar. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when I talked to you about Tim Couch a little bit, you didn't have the situation. Right. He didn't have the O-line. Right. He got killed back there. He had the potential and he, I think he would have made it if he had a better situation, you know, and that's what the Browns need to have a lot of focus on. And those on are, I mean, right the, all those aspects are actually like, you know, interdependent where if you don't have that good environment, then that can kill your motivation. And then whenever you don't have those two, that limits your skill, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So they're very interdependent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, going back to what you initially said, uh, I would have went Darnold as well, just on the sole premise of, I think he has a higher ceiling and I think that, uh, he's at 20 years old right mm-hmm. now, you know? So if you give him three years on that development where Baker is right now, yeah. like, you know, where's Darnold going to be compared to where's Baker going to be? Like where Baker is right now compared to Darnold in three or two years from now, you know, now he, he's turning 21 soon, you know, like that's just, you know, something else like seeing a project and stuff, knowing you're going to long play it for the long haul, you know, like not just he has to start right now. Cause I wouldn't start any of these quarterbacks other than potentially Josh Rosen right now, because I think that Rosen has, he's the most ready to start in my mind. He's very smart, which helps him be even more ready to start. And uh, I mean, other than like, you know, improving the O line and, um, Carolina or not Carolina in Phoenix uh, or Arizona Cardinals. Um, you know, I think that Rosen would be the most ready to play right now. Yeah. So and some might knock him for his, uh, his motivation, desire and passion. But I think uh, Arizona is a good situation where by having Sam Bradford there, that mm-hmm. creating that competition will bring that motivation out of him and that passion out of him. <clears throat> you know, he's got to be one yeah. to compete. And also you have a good running you have one of the best running backs. I think he's the best in, in the league. Uh, David Johnson. All around back. Yeah, you know, and, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think he's – I mean, okay, him and Gurley. I was – him and Gurley are both really good. But, I mean, they're both – those are my top two, mm-hmm. you know. And I like Bell and I'm a Steelers mm-hmm. fan, but I, he's not He's not there with me. And then I'm not all in on the hype with Zeke. He, Zeke's a top five running back, but I'm not like – I'm not dying to have him. You know, I like Gurley and Johnson who are a little more fluid and, and I just like that kind of – I agree with you. Back, I guess, you know, so that's, yeah, but that's, okay, so we can go to the second round, right? You guys got, no, yeah, second round, you guys got um, Chubb, right? The running back out of Georgia? Second round, we got Chubb, and then we also got the the offensive guard that we might be using to fill Thomas's spot at left tackle, but I really like that Chubb pick because it's like what you were saying. I mean, you opened my eyes to this where you know, running backs are a dime a dozen. And whenever yeah. you have the potential to get a player who's, you know, arguably 80% of what you could have gotten with the first overall pick and Barkley. with Barkley. Yep. Um, that's a incredibly intelligent and strategic pick right there. So, yeah. And whenever you, especially whenever you have a backfield that has a good pass catcher, um, like, Johnson. like Duke Johnson Jr. And then another, like, you know, uh, another solid back in Carlos Hyde. Adding yeah. that third power back in Chubb 
just makes a solid committee for what you need to to be successful in the run game. So I feel like yeah. adding a, adding, you know, using a, a first top four pick on uh, on Barkley would almost be a waste because you would have it's almost like a excess amount of talent that wouldn't be able to uh, be used you know, properly with, uh, <clears throat> if you're trying to run a running back committee, you know, because then you're leaving, yeah, let, let me, you're leaving skilled yeah. guys on the bench and you're not enhance, you're not, you know, enhancing yeah. your, uh, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, yeah, 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 you have yeah. talent sitting on the sidelines. Let me, let me put it this way. You know, like as the giants, I don't, I like the thought of them getting it because they're going to go all in with Eli. They just won 11 games like two years ago, mm-hmm. you know, so they're not far off. They have a pretty solid defense. What helps your quarterback? They got they drafted a, a very good guard late in the second or early in the second mm-hmm. round who fell and he probably shouldn't have. And they got Nate Soldier, mm-hmm. right? So that helped protect Eli. That allows him to hit his weapons like Shepard, Odell, and um I think Ingram was the tight end they drafted at Ole Miss. <clears throat> but adding Barkley to that, now you can you can sort of do what the Cowboys did where they had a lot of liabilities mm-hmm. when Tony Romo was hurt. Their defense had a lot of holes in it. But once they were able to pound it with Zeke and had a really good old line, that that you didn't you, their defense is, looks a lot better, even though it might not be. You know, that's what the Giants are going to do. They're going to help Eli by hey, we can give this guy the ball. He can give us four yards of touch, and he's also a weapon out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. And they increase their O line, so Eli has more. He can stand up. I mean, he's he's uh, durable completely anyway. But like he has that other option with Barkley and it takes pressure off him and with play action game and it allows other receivers to get open and have longer time compared to where the Browns are. They have two backs that they feel comfortable with. Um, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. They drafted um, Nick Chubb in the third round or second round, but like they had more holes than they had more holes than just running back. You know, running back is actually one of their stronger positions. Exactly. If you look at it that way, especially when you get them in the second round. So that's like, you know, it depends. It's pick and choose. You know, like the Jacksonville Jaguars, they really needed someone to bring a spark to their offense. They got Fournette. Look how good they became because they had a good defense, but it's hard to be a good defense when you're playing 60% of the time, you know? So that's also right. one of the factors. So that's, you know, it, it depends where, like, Barkley, I think, was worthy of an overall, like, first overall pick, but it wasn't the right situation. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100% on all of that. Yeah, because <clears throat> I mean, yeah, it guys to be even considered up there, the talent is obviously there, but what it comes down to is the situation. What what fits them best? What will allow them to excel? And you know, I think that the Giants did well with their selection. I think the Browns did well mm-hmm. with theirs. And as a yeah, as an NFL fan, I'm excited to see how they both play out because I think that mm-hmm. uh, that is going to get the best performance out of each player. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to um, talk about the Steelers a little bit. And just the one pick – I mean, I guess there's two picks that I'm excited about, but it's because we got the third-round pick, which is Mason Rudolph. <clears throat> like, oh, yeah. That's a fun one. I was, I was thrilled with that. You know I've been on him – since like I mean I was on him since they played Pitt like two years ago, but last year I was told you about him a little bit. Yeah, we went to the Monday how... night game, uh, Steelers versus uh, Bengals, and you're telling me about him. Bengals, yeah. Thinking that I he mean, could was... be an option for the Browns. 
Yeah, I, I really, really like Mason yeah. Rudolph. I mean, he had a shootout with uh, Baker Mayfield. I would say that Oklahoma had better team, but they shot it out together. Like, they were slinging it around and both balling out. So that's something that I don't think he was as far off as everyone, like, as a third-round pick compared to the first-rounders, you know? Well, I like, think he just I, fell I, just I, because <clears throat> the teams with that QB need moved up and made their selections yeah. uh, in the first round. And then after yeah. that, it was just – you know, the, the Steelers got lucky that he <clears throat> fell that far and those teams had filled those holes and they were mm-hmm. – they lucked out that there were – that this yeah. quarterback class was this deep. They they really did because I would have had him over Lamar Jackson just like ready to play right now. And I think he might be better than Lamar overall. I don't – I mean, Lamar has to develop and become a decent pocket passer, you know, and improve the pocket passer from where he is now. But – uh I was very thrilled to see that they drafted um, Mason Rudolph in the third round because the Steelers had a first round grade on him, you know? So like what you said, you know, we got really lucky with him falling, but what's also pretty cool is they got Washington out of Oklahoma state, which is his receiver. That's, that's, what's really cool. You know, just how playing with a former teammate and stuff and already having that chemistry and the Steelers don't miss often on receivers, especially when they're taking them in the first few rounds. They don't they don't miss. Yeah. Like Juju was an amazing receiver last year. He was the best rookie receiver last year, you know? Yeah. And no, then you they, have uh, they proved that time and time again. <clears throat> yeah, and they, they traded Martavis Bryant, who was popped for drugs and had a four game suspension for a third round pick when they drafted him in the fourth. And I think Bryant's very good. I think that you know, I, I've I've been on the Bryant bandwagon. Like he has all the physical ability. He just needs to put that skill in. You know, like I mean, he needs to put the work in, and really develop. You know, he might be able to do that with Oakland. But like, they traded him for a third round pick, which ended up becoming Mason Rudolph, which I I was thrilled about. You know, so that's something that um I also want to see. And then I thought we talked a little bit about how uh, how petty Big Ben is. You know, like I want to play five more years. Oh yeah, you were just talking about retiring. Like yeah. this this postseason. Ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, as a Cleveland Browns fan, I I just I cannot stand Big Ben, so I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. uh, take shots at him whenever I can. So seeing him say that that's that's just frustrating to see. But it's it's funny yeah. that even as a Steelers fan, you you find that a little bit obnoxious. I I try to sit back and like you know I don't you know I try to sit back and like certain players you know are enjoy drama and stuff and like i realize that it's not like right. you know if i like if we were warriors fans or like if draymond was on the Cavs or thunder like it's, it, he's annoying still you know he does oh, some yeah. things that like still bother you like it's like that you know or so it's it's just like uh, kind of, kind of he's crap, a qb but, <clears throat> he's a diva you know about that yeah. right adam you're but, a quarterback yeah i i do i do know about that but uh he he's good enough to be able to be a diva, and I mean I I'm okay with him because yeah. of what he produces on the that's field. That's fair. You know he's that's what it comes he is down tough. to. He acts like he's hurt. Some are, you know he limps he limps around sometimes, and he might be hurt. You know, but like he's a baller, and he, he'll produce when he has to. You know, he's he'll play hurt like the Bengals game when he uh, hurt his shoulder after perfect like drove him into the ground. Like like he's he's tough still. You know he he likes the drama. He loves the drama. He he thrives in it for whatever reason, but um. If he's producing like that, I, I don't have a problem with it, you yeah. know, but I do recognize it's there, you know, I do. And this makes him want to – I'm going to hope it's going to make him want to work more because in two to three years, like, Rudolph might be ready, you know. Right. Rudolph yeah. might be ready and, like, it's going to be like right. an Aaron Rodgers. It could be like an Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre kind of thing or Garoppolo, Brady or something like that I could see in the future because I think, you know, if you're, like, if you're drafted 
you know, an elite pick, like second or third round or whatever, like Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, you can still develop into that guy. You know, Kirk took a few years and developed into the player he is now, you know. Wilson was already really good. He just – people didn't like his height, which is dumb. But, you know what I mean, like – Yeah, no, they definitely – Stuff like that. They so, the fire Rudolph, you know – Yeah, and Rudolph is in a situation really develop and soak in everything and, you know, have extended practices into the postseason and stuff, sort of like Garoppolo did and uh, Rodgers did, where you play, you know, and practice long and you see what it's like to be a professional. So That's true. I never even thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just – I mean, those were the two picks that I was excited about. The safety we got in the first round, we'll see how he is. He's very athletic, which is pretty impressive, but – they said that we, they said we reached, but I, I, I mean, we it was a need, I guess. It was a need position for us. We need safety, and we don't need much, you mm-hmm. know, like as a Steelers. We need a better defensive, and especially secondary. So I'm okay if that's the guy they wanted. And, like, he's very athletic, and he can also play, like, the Ryan Shays year role, you know, where he's athletic and can play in the box, too. So that's also nice. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. Um, That's all I have for the NFL draft for the Steelers, pretty much. I – and we talked about the Browns a little bit. Is there anything yeah. else you want to no, those are, hit on? Those are all the key points that I wanted to hit on. I mean, Cavs, LeBron, and the Oh, Jets. yeah, let's talk about the Cavs a little bit because we didn't really talk, you know, we talked about the GOAT conversation more than we talked about, you know, yeah. well, what's going to happen tonight, you know, Rockets-Warriors series. We haven't, you know. I mean, I, I think that uh, everything that <clears throat> kind of needed to be said was kind of said. I think that LeBron's going to mm-hmm. – um, come out and perform and drop a, another, you know, resume caliber uh, performance, performance to the yeah. finals. And I think that this Chris Paul <clears throat> injury really limits uh, Houston making it to yeah. the finals because they were saying that as of today, he's more likely not to play than to play. So I feel like it's yeah. going to be another Cavs uh, Warriors showdown. And I think the Warriors are going to take it <clears throat> probably in five, if not four. Just yeah. like last year, it would be, it would be impressive if uh, LeBron could find a way to, and the Cavs could find a way to push it to Game Seven or something or like you know with the Warriors. I'd be, I'd be very impressed if they won it. Like I would be very, uh, very impressed. Like that, I, I just, I can't envision it unless like no. someone else gets turned like a career. I, mean, I think you know what I mean. Like I think uh, LeBron's <clears throat> gonna have to do it alone, and I think we learn. Even though I would say this version of LeBron is better than the version in uh, 2015. I think we saw that Mm -hmm. the farthest LeBron could take it was six games playing, you know, phenomenal ball, averaging a triple double and above 34 points a game. But yeah, this year, you know, I don't think even with him being a better player uh, and having a better supporting cast than his 2015 team, you know, with Kyrie yeah. and Kevin Love both out, I think the yeah. addition of, be I think the that, addition right? of like, Kevin Durant just <laughs> that that puts yeah. an end to that. I mean, the closest LeBron could get was six game or take it to a six, and that's without Kevin Durant on the other side of the court. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I agree. you know, yeah, with LeBron, that's the, another thing with LeBron though. I think you cannot rule anything out with him. You know, yeah, it's it's gonna you can have yeah. things that that's, are a lot less probable, but you can never <clears> say one hundred percent Golden State's gonna take it. Like with LeBron, that's what makes you an all time five, like yeah, all time great, absolutely. right? Like that's what no that's matter why, the like, circumstances. You know, the great, you know, yeah, yeah, 
Like, that's why we say, like, Durant's not there yet because he didn't have the consistency. He, you know, right now, and they're like, you know, it should, it was, you know, they should, I don't know. That's, that's why LeBron is the greatest player right now and has been for the last, like, 10 plus years, you know, like that's, yeah, because the consistency, absolutely, that's also there compared to his, uh, everyone else right now, absolutely, man. Well, with that being said, oh, he, I mean, I think, well, oh, what's that? I was gonna say one more thing with, uh, if they did play Houston, do you think he's gonna be because James Harden's probably gonna be MVP, right? Like, that's what we're all assuming is James Harden will get the MVP. If they play Houston, I mean, how much more motivation does LeBron need? You know, he's going at a wounded Chris Paul, but Harden's probably going to win MVP. And, like, that's going to – Right. Already losing to the Rock uh, the Warriors a few times, you know. Like, this yeah. is, like, old in life, you know what I mean? Once you have hope and a little more life and, like, energy. Exactly. And, like, now, hey, I'm going to show you, you know, I am the MVP. You know, right. that's how it, that's how it So, that's also I, something that would be cool to see him against uh, Harden. I agree 100% with that. <clears throat> Because, yeah, he having that extra hope of it not being the Warriors for the fourth straight year and seeing the talent on the other side, uh, I think that adds more drive and determination to LeBron. And I think that you, when you couple that with him going up against the, you know, presumable MVP of the league, LeBron <clears throat> is going to – Mm-hmm. That just adds even more motivation where LeBron has to remind yeah. everyone just like he did in 2016 that, hey, I still am the true MVP. And I'm just yeah. here to remind you that. So I yeah, I think that's a really good point. But with that being said, I think that rounds it up. What's that? I'm sorry. I lost that. We've, oh, uh, yeah. we've talked for about 78 minutes on this podcast. So we've hit. <laughs> we've hit. Yeah. And, and well, that being said, I, I'm losing you right now, Adam. I can't really hear mm-hmm. you. So I think that we're, we're ending this at the right time. <laughs> we got it all in. That we're ready to buzzer. Yeah. Yep. All right. Sounds good, man. All right, enjoy the game tonight. Yeah. Yep, you too. All right, I'll see you. All right, see you.